You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Just commenting on some of the news. I don't know what y'all pay attention to or not, but Washington, D.C., um, the, the people that work there in the media are obsessed with the comings of and goings of people in government, mm-hmm. and nobody in real life pays attention to it. Nobody. Right. So you might not know this. Maybe you do if you're really a news junkie, but they got a, a new DNI. You don't know what that is. I'll, I'll bet you couldn't get one in 20 people that could tell you what the DNI is. And you couldn't come up with one in a hundred that could have told you who the last guy was. He's still the current guy, but the guy that's leaving. Right. But Washington, D.C. likes, oh, big deal, breaking news. A guy you've never heard of is leaving a department you don't pay attention to. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit with Deborah J. Saunders, the White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. And the real the reason we love talking to Deborah so much is that she's a real human being who's lived a real life and is not merely a lifelong uh, denizen of the Beltway. Deborah, how are you? Fine. I wrote about John Ratcliffe today, the new DNI. Oh, yeah. It's important. Um, are you on a speaker or something? We can barely hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, no. I'm, is this better? Oh, it's way better. Yeah. I was so bad. I was so bad. Um, so in the, so, okay. you know, post 9-11 era, having intelligence and the rest of it, we're all hip to that. And it's important in the rest of it. But how, how much of an adjustment period was it when you got to D.C. Uh, to deal with everybody's self-obsession? Uh, oh, because that, that never happens in the Bay Area. <laughs> oh, that's right. Deborah, for years, the uh, token conservative, the San, San Francisco Chronicle. But you got to admit, D.C. is its own weird beast. Uh, I would say that there are people here who feel that if they are not here, the world will fall apart. 
in a way that you don't see in other places. That, mm. that, there, that there are people who put a lot of stock in the fact that they are they have a place in the establishment, and that is a problem. But the John Radcliffe story is important for a few reasons. Dan, we, we want to have somebody who sees real problems to our national security and will tell Donald Trump that he sees them even if Donald Trump doesn't want to hear it, right? Sure. So, and Dan Coats was known to do that. He disagreed with Trump on Russian interference in the 2016 election. He's made it clear he doesn't believe that North Korea will not denuclearize despite their uh, nice sessions in Singapore and Vietnam and and now at the DMZ. Um, But uh, and so he's been someone who's been willing to say that. And so now you have this guy, John Ratcliffe. Most people in the intelligence community don't really know him. And Trump picks him a couple days after this guy basically uh, gives a thumping to special counsel Robert Mueller as he's testifying before the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees. And there's a belief in Washington, gee, I don't know why, that maybe Trump picked him because he liked the way that John Radcliffe treated uh, Robert Mueller. Sort of like the way he picked uh, Ronnie Jackson to be VA secretary because he liked the way Ronnie Jackson dealt with the media when he talked about Trump's physical. But this sort of the Ratcliffe guy is reasonably intelligent. He was a prosecutor, the rest of it. So, you know, I guess we see. Does he have to get approved by the Senate? Yes, he does. And that okay. could be an issue. So Mitch McConnell puts out a statement, doesn't really say anything about Ratcliffe. Burr's pretty, uh, uh, Senator uh, Burr, uh, who's on the Intelligence Committee ranking, uh, the, the top Republican, he, he's lukewarm, it seems. And so a lot of people are afraid. The one, the one position you don't necessarily want to have a big Trump loyalist is DNI. You you want the guy who is sitting, who was who was ahead of all those intelligence agencies, to be able to look at Trump and tell him stuff he doesn't want to know. And that's that's the Washington take. And it's it's perhaps more universal than it should be, but it's not without reason. So trying to figure out again what we should talk about and what we shouldn't, it would seem that the idea of uh, fiscal conservatism is just is is just gone. It's just dead. It's just it's not a thing anymore. It's not part of the Republican Party. Uh, what's your read uh, given the last week or so in which, well, they threw open the gate? There's actually more domestic spending in this and a bigger increase in domestic spending than there was under Obama. It's just incredible the way Republicans who were such fiscal hawks when Barack Obama was president have completely abandoned the idea. And I mean, the reverse of that is I'm getting such a kick out of uh, particularly uh, media on MSNBC and, and CNN all of a sudden really seeming to care about the debt, which they never have. Yeah, but anyway, they, they don't care about the debt. They do not care about the debt. But but, you know, and the thing is, there's a reason this is happening. It's not just that the, the, the right is completely craven about spending. Some are, but not everyone. But what you have is you need to raise the debt ceiling in order to, for the U.S. government to pay its bills. And you need the House to do that. You need Democrats to do it. And Nancy Pelosi, I think, bargain got a pretty good bargain out of Donald Trump. And so uh, you've got this big increase in domestic spending, which Republicans had managed to fight off for a number of years. And now that's sort of done. And, I, I think uh, Trump just reading the room and I think he's right. I, I'm, I'm sad that he's right, but I think he just reads the room, thinks people don't actually care about this. So I'm, right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get this behind us so it doesn't become a thing and move on with other things that I care about. You and I think he's right. right people just that. don't care. 
I think you're right, and I and, and I think he re- he also read the room that this was not the that this was not the fight to go down with. Right. That this is not the issue that he should stake his presidency on. A lot of people understand this. Um, of course, Trump said the last time he passed a, a bill that increased spending, he would never do it again. Well, not quite. And there's talk that he will get tough uh, if the one is reelected, but you. He's not, let's face it, he did not campaign for the president as a person who was really going to um, tear down federal spending. No. That was not his, his biggest thing. Immigration was a big thing. Well, to enforce immigration law costs money, right? And so uh, yeah, trade, trade is a big issue for him, and, and he's fighting on that. But, but those, when you think about the things that have really mattered to him, uh, I mean, let's face it, he built his empire on debt, that's how he became rich. He borrowed money and he... Yeah, but the difference is in private enterprise, you have to pay it back eventually because you can't print your own. Uh, at least not yet. Um, not the yet. Secret Service will come and talk to you if you try. Uh, Deborah J. Saunders, White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review Journal. Deborah, great to talk to you. Thank you. Go Thank you. Go harass some elected official, would you? Or okay. M- more likely an appointed official. Thanks, Deborah. So... Nah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, he did not run on it. There's very little constituency for it, fiscal responsibility. I mean, I would appreciate somebody really, you know, fighting on that hill, as they say. Um, I would respect it a great deal. But if I liked and respected that person, I would be very concerned that they were committing career suicide by doing that, which is it's a measure of the electorate. You know, it's a cliche and it's terrible and it's not always true. But to a large extent, we do get the government we deserve. My big caveat on that is that some of the smartest people in the world spend all their time trying to figure out how to game government and how to get rich off of it while nobody's looking. And they have upped their game. I mean, astounding achievements in gaming the government. I mean, on the level of penicillin and the Apollo mission, uh, that's how good the scammers are, which is why we need who's with me monarchy now. Armstrong and Getty. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.